As we always do on a Wednesday, we visit with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. Brian covers the Cardinals, both Major League Baseball, but a special emphasis on the minor leagues. Does an incredible job uh, keeping up with all the movement, the players, the wins, the losses, the injuries, the transactions. Uh, it's really good stuff at thecardinalnation.com, and we're brought to you by Blue Tail Medical Group. Hey, Brian, good morning to you. How are you doing? Good morning, Dan. It's a pleasure to be here to talk about the Cardinals' uh, minor league system. Uh, before we get to the minors, <laughs> I do want to ask you about last night. That was a tough, tough loss. I can't remember a loss in the last five or ten years as tough as maybe that one in regular season play. You know, there was so much intrigue about who the Tuesday starter was going to be. Were they going to do a bullpen game, whatever? And then, you know, ultimately they came back to the obvious option, which was Johan Oviedo. And, you know, he did a great job keeping the Cardinals in the game. It looked like he was finally going to get his first professional win after, I don't know what now, at least a dozen starts. And, uh, you know, but the bullpen just couldn't hold it together. And as much criticism as there's been about how Mike Schilt managed the pin, he really didn't have a lot of options available. And, and uh, you know, it's just the walks with Alex Reyes are always there. But last night, you know, they came home to roost. Yeah, and that's the, the I think that's the point that you have to make coming out of the game is that, you know, he wants to be a starter, and I understand that. But at times, and it finally caught up with him as a reliever, at times you can get away with those walks. Not many times. Normally it never works out that way. But he's been so good and dominant with his stuff that he gets away with it. It's going to have to change once he becomes, well, even going forward as a, a reliever, whatever the case may be, just in general, he's going to have to cut down on the walks, and he finally got burned last night. That's right. And that consistency is, is an improvement, really improvement in the walk rate is something that I'm sure the Cardinals are going to want to see this year. I think we've seen in 2021, they need more starting options. And certainly we don't know about the future of Carlos Martinez. We don't know if Kim's going to be back. We don't know if Wainwright's going to be back. So, you know, there's certainly an opportunity for Alex Reyes to start next year, but for him to be the dominant type of starting pitcher that he wants to be, he's just got to get better control. And, you know, granted, when he finally threw one down the middle, you know, that became the game-winning hit. So, you know, he can't just – obviously, nobody can just stand up there and throw uh, balls right down the middle of the plate, even if they're 96, 97, 98 miles an hour, because these major league hitters know what to do with them. Absolutely. Uh, the draft is come and gone, and the Cardinals are starting to sign some of these kids, aren't they? That's right. The, the deadline is relatively aggressive in August 1, so we're about 10 days – from the draft and about 10 days from when the deadline will occur. But uh, the Cardinals have been very, very busy in getting their draft picks signed. The top 10 rounds of which there are 11 players, they already have all of those players on board except for the seventh rounder. So, uh, and including first rounder, Michael McGreevy and second rounder, Joshua Baez, uh, both of whom were at Bush Stadium the la in the last week to, you know, with their families for a signing ceremony and to, you know, appear on the field and Baez took batting practice. You know, Baez, the, the uh, prep outfielder from Massachusetts, uh, had a Villanova commitment um, and it was going to take some extra money to sign him. But the Cardinals, really all of the picks uh, uh, to date other than um, Baez were under slot. And what that means basically is that each major league team is allocated a set amount of money that they're not allowed to exceed for their first 10 round picks. And if you can sign players for one player A under their slot amount, that means there's more money potentially available to, to sign player B. And Joshua Baez got over $900,000 over his slot bonus, two and a quarter million total to sign. And uh, that young man is uh, very driven, 
from his media comments and, you know, wants to become the best he can be, even uh, throughout the name Mike Trout as the uh, target that he's trying to achieve. Yeah, it looked so, like a kid that uh, wasn't uh, shy on confidence. Let's put it that way. That's right, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, uh, you know, obviously he's got a, got a lot to prove. And uh, if he's like every other player in the history of baseball, he's going to have his downs as well as his ups. And so, you know, the, the challenge will be for the Cardinals to assess the readiness of each of these players, uh, get them into Jupiter and, and uh, see where they stand because most of them have played a full spring season. And so, they're, you know, they won't necessarily jump into full action right away. In fact, none of the draft picks have, have uh, suited up in game activity yet so you know it'll be interesting to watch to see how much work the cardinals give these give these young men uh in formal games this season the uh, dominican summer league is underway isn't it that's right and this this year the dominican summer league and that's of course the entry level for the Cardinals system for all their international players uh, that typically starts right around memorial day this year it was delayed until mid-july the cardinals have two teams down there and uh it's very interesting they're in separate divisions so they don't play each other except once a week on Saturdays, the two Cardinals teams face off. Uh, but the idea is there's about 35 players on each roster. And, and these are typically 16, 17, 18 year olds. And of course, they're trying to narrow the pyramid on those to find the handful who would potentially be uh, ready to come to the U.S. next year. Uh, the, Domin the Dominican Academy had been closed uh, really from when shortly after the pandemic broke out until May. So these players, the Cardinals assigned, I don't know, over 30, 30 or 40 players in 2020 and 2021. And so all these players are now just getting their first professional action. action. So a majority of the players uh, in the Dominican Summer League on the two Cardinals teams are really just getting started in their career. So there'll be a lot of good development work going on over in the Dominican this summer. And we continue to see the development of Nolan Gorman. So he hits a couple of home runs here recently. He's now at uh, AAA. And is he primarily at second base? Brian, what are, what are the Cardinals doing with him? Uh, he's playing second and third. And uh, also now and then getting a, a designated hitter shot. And, you know, folks were a little concerned because Gorman's first uh, handful of games up in AAA, he didn't perform well. But if you look over the last week, uh, he's been very, very strong. Uh, he has RBI in six of his last, uh, five of his last six games, excuse me, uh, a total of 11 RBI in those six games, uh, four multi-hit games. So, you know, if you, if you gauge the last week or so, you'd say, uh, you know, Nolan Gorman is, is getting the swing of things at, at AAA. And, you know, in that time, he raised his average from 103 to 241. OPS is right now around 800, which isn't bad for a player of his age. And I suspect that OPS will, will continue to go up uh, over the summer. And then finally, you uh, have your top 50 that's always changing, your top 50 guys in the Cardinals system. So I, I know you're probably working on that as we speak. That's right. We, we're going to have an article in the next day or so where we'll be re-ranking the entire top 50 for, uh, for subscribers to the Cardinal Nation. But I'll tell folks that, you know, McGreevy and Baez, the first two picks, are probably going to jump into the Cardinals' top 10, I would think. Uh, and then uh, Ryan Holgate, the competitive round B pick, who uh, outfielder from University of Arizona, who just uh, came to terms the other day, uh, is probably going to be a, a top 20 player as well. And then Austin Love, the third rounder from North Carolina, is you know definitely going to be sniffing the top 20. And again, you know, it's a little bit of magic to try to figure out where these players drop in given they haven't played yet. 
but the Cardinals, uh, you know, have done have gotten pretty good grades uh, across the game for taking players that have the right amount of success and upside. And so now the proof will be when these young men uh, get on the field and start showing what they've got. Yeah, looking forward to reading that. What else are you working on, Brian? Or is that uh, going to fulfill all your time right now with the CardinalNation.com? No, we're doing some. I'm doing some work right now on roster sizes. It's interesting that Major League Baseball, as part of the contraction, defined how many players uh, an organization can have. And so some of these 2021 draftees uh, may not be activated right away because that could require them to potentially release some other players. Um, I'm also going back and looking at the 2016 draft, the international, uh, not draft, but the the signings. That was a big class for the Cardinals where they signed uh, guys like Oviedo, Adolis Garcia, Randy Rosarena. Uh, but there's been some releases of that group, and uh, you know the results weren't uh, as good as you would like to see them, perhaps. Always great stuff, Brian. Thank you. We'll catch up next Wednesday. Take care, Dan. That's Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com.